make money online. You know, in spite of us doing like multiple posts on travel, I'm not much of a gearhead. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually shocked that hardly anyone seems to have asked me what I, I talk into for this podcast. Um, I think I sound okay. Do I sound okay? You sound good. Five by five. I sound good? Mm-hmm. Five out of five? Except that one time I had a viral infection and people ignored it. Yeah. Um, except my mom. But uh, no, I, I have gear. It's in front of me. It's always impressive when I get on video calls and they're looking at a boom stand and all this all this Falderall, big pair of headphones. Um, but overall, I, I bought barely enough gear that I'm going to sound good. And I just looked at some experts and I went on the website. Um, it's for jungle enthusiasts. It's called Amazon.com. And I uh, bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, and uh, that's about it. I Then I moved. I uh, bought a house. And my office is about... It has like 10-foot ceilings, which is very tall ceilings. So I bought some foam tiles to put in the room. And that's it. End of things that I have done for this podcast. I deliberately took the room that was closer to the back of the house so you don't hear street noise. Shut the door so you don't hear my refrigerator. Um, Hired editors so I don't sound like a charlatan. I don't know what else to say as far as what the gear is, right? Like you have to get a microphone that has a narrow pickup pattern Microphones are either good for like a room, like recording an orchestra, like many things at once coming from many different point sources, or they have very narrow pickup patterns, which are good for vocals, and you would see it like a rock show or something like that, like somebody singing directly into the microphone. And I have a microphone that's like an extreme version of one of those, so when you get to like the side of the microphone, I'm going to turn my head to the side, and you're going to hear me speaking like this, right? Hopefully, and I again, I'm just as close to the microphone, uh, but hopefully you hear that I'm quite a bit quieter. Um, so that's kind of like the natural pickup of it. So if my dog comes in and starts, you know, snarfing his butt during the middle of my podcast, you mercifully do not have to hear that, even though I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, one of the things that always has fascinated me with audio, and this is something that we probably do not see eye to eye on, is I... I don't think that the audio quality needs to be at 100%. I think the content is more important than the audio quality. And I'm an evangelist for just shipping it. Start a podcast, use your Apple headphones. Yeah, the audio might be like a C- minus for the first 10 or 20 episodes before you upgrade to, say, a, uh, oh, what's it, a, a Blue Snowball or another good starter mic. But that's fine. Like The important thing in my mind is the content, you're saying interesting things, you're shipping it. Before there's a focus on gear, I like there being a focus on content in uh, a podcast or a series. Yeah, I so I tried doing a podcast, like, God, a long time ago, and I thought it would be punk to do, like, something lo-fi by going on, getting, like, a crappy my USB microphone on my crappy laptop in a crappy space and just having a conversation. And you'll find that like guests will be willing and um, that it'll be like a nice vibe. And then you turn out the podcast and it's a feral disaster. And I realize the people, they care a lot about audio quality. They seem to like a podcast really lives or dies based on the audio quality. Contrast with my mailing list. It's in Georgia, a crappy font that sucks. Like, and no one seems to care. 
Um, the typography is horrible because it has to be cross-device and no one seems to care. But I don't think that's the case for podcasting. I think you actually have to come correct. And it's not hard. It's, uh, it just takes a little bit of money to actually buy the gear. And it's a one-time thing. And there's probably dozens of failed podcasters on eBay putting up their gear so you can get it on the cheap. <laughs> oh, there are. There are. No, eBay, eBay and Craigslist, I found in larger towns, are great deals for, obviously, uh, used equipment like podcast rigs or anything like that. You could definitely save some bucks. But you don't have the protection of like Amazon's return policy or eBay backing you if there's an issue with it. You only have the thing that doesn't work anymore. Uh, I recently upgraded my rig, and I think it's pretty similar and nearly identical to yours right now. I'm using the uh, Focusrite Scarlett Solio, Solo audio interface with the Shure Beta 87A Super Cardioide. And what did I upgrade my stand to? I upgraded to the MXL Mics. MXL BCD stand, and I'll drop links into show notes for all of these. But uh, altogether, upgrading to this cost me under 300 bucks, I think. Yeah, you want just broadly a USB preamp for a microphone and an XLR super cardioid microphone that costs around 100 to $200. And the interface doesn't really quite matter. You just need to make sure it's not going to have any hum. Um, and that's it. I have some cables. I have a boom stand so that I can talk and be on a, a camera all day. I've, this is my fifth meeting of the day, right? Like, you know, it's the last thing I'm doing today. And that's it. And I have a pair of nice headphones. But honestly, they're the same pair of headphones I used to DJ with in college. Like, they're just a crappy pair of $50 Sony headphones, their studio monitors, and they're closed ears so I uh, don't have to hear like background noise or anything like that. So there's nothing but me and the microphone in front of me, and I'm just going. And it works out really, really well. I don't think you have to overthink this. Like, again, the, the all-in for this, the nice option is about 500. If you're a consultant, that's a round-off error. Um, if you want to start, get a crappy USB microphone off of eBay. Uh, everyone seems to like the blue snowball, but it's very omnidirectional, so you need to be very careful about your room noise. And they always seem to mount it so it's low on the table. So let's talk about why good microphone technique is important. When I am talking, my lips are just barely touching the windscreen on my microphone. Um, I'm directly in front of it, and that way I'm able to have a lower volume on the microphone so that it picks up less background noise. The thing that you need to be sweating in that situation is making sure that your face does not move away from the microphone. Because when you're talking, it's going to sound like I'm about to go. So... I'm going to move slightly away from the microphone. I'm going to, you know, move around, do my normal gesticulation. I'm going to have my normal thing. It sounds like garbage, right? I come in and out, right? So you have to hold your head still and make sure that you're focusing on, like, the sweet spot of the microphone that's directly in front of you. And you end up sounding a lot better. I hope that I sound better than I just did, right? I, I could barely notice a difference in all honesty. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, I'm my biggest critic, and I notice a difference. And if you have on really nice headphones or in-ear headphones or something like that, 
or you're our podcast editor, you almost certainly notice a difference. And I think that matters as far as turning out a good product. And honestly, if it's a matter of like, don't move your head for 30 minutes, we've got this. That's fine. This is not a hard ask. It's a weird thing that does not come naturally to people, but like neither does running a consultancy and you've been doing a lot of unnatural things for a minute. So hop two. Fair. You know? Fair. It's a small buy-in to get the equipment you need to produce good audio. And then you really could just freeze there. Like it doesn't need to be an arms race. I, I, I can't see myself honestly upgrading past this unless I have a need to have a mobile rig like you bought last year. That honestly is the only real circumstance I could see upgrading here. I want to, uh, this diverges from audio recording a bit, but I really want to upgrade the video sometime soon. Uh, just get a DSLR to use at the desk to record video and be set with that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could easily blow another five or six grand on just a microphone and a preamp for this. I could blow probably half a grand on cables that are materially identical to these cables, but they make me feel okay. And if you want to stroke your ego, go for it. But like, it becomes very much a game of inches after after about $500. And, and even then, like you're doing really, really well for yourself and you're going to sound like a serious put-together consultant. If you're recording video, um, there are two things that have helped me out. And this is sort of like if you're doing screencasts, but it's worth mentioning. I'm backlit in this room. Like my ceiling light is behind me. The outdoor window is behind me. So I need to be front lit. And if you don't have the luxury of having a window directly in front of your face, you're going to need an LED panel. Um, you put this on a tripod, you attach it to a switch, you turn it on when you're recording, you turn it off when you're being a computer hacker, end of thing. Um, the second thing that I have, I have a 27-inch iMac, and I have found uh, that the white balance and focus on my default camera settings, it does not look good. Um, and so I tried thinking, like, well, do I get, like, a DSLR and just aim it at my face? And I know some people do that. That seems crazy to me. And I found an app called eyeglasses, underscore, or uh, lowercase i, then capital G, all one word, like it's an iPod. That allows you, it gives you all of the levers and settings that you need on your camera, like focus and white balance and zoom and stuff like that, so people can see my face a little bit closer up. And allows me to set the monitor a little bit further back, which is good for my eyesight. Um, that's a tiny gear thing that I found to be really, really helpful. Overall, you want the camera to be about forehead height. If it's any lower, it, it's going to look like the person is looking up at like a god of some kind and you're not that. And if you're too high up, it's just going to it's going to feel distant and weird. So you need to make sure that it's like you're having an actual conversation. And I think that's it for video. I don't care about anything beyond that. Now, I'm trying to think what I'd add here. Uh, uh the light is great. I'm I'm adding links to what we both use to the show notes. So with eyeglasses, that's for the native. I can't even remember what Apple calls it, but the native. Uh, uh, I think they call it in. eyesight. Uh, the native eyesight. Something. I use whatever it is. Webcam settings. FaceTime camera. Mm. I use an app called Webcam Settings to help me have that same level of control. But I use a Logitech. Uh, uh, external webcam that records in HD 1080p 
And I found the webcam settings app to be very, very nice for the exact same reasons you pointed out. Let's adjust the color balance. Let's be able to zoom in. Let's have a little more control rather than just what I could do out of the box or in the program I'm recording in. So that's an application that I also recommend for folks. Uh, I tried eyeglasses, but it seemed to not be compatible with an external camera, only with a built-in camera. So webcam settings is where I ended up. All right. Fair Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. Computers. What other audio recording tips? Shut the door. Disconnect your doorbell if you remember. I have like one of them portable doorbells. And unless I'm like expecting a FedEx package, God help us, I usually disconnect the doorbell. Um, Make sure that your computer's fan is far away from your microphone and hopefully pointed in the opposite direction. If you want a big level up move, buy some foam tiles and treat your room. Um, Here's one thing I've always wondered. How, how are you supposed to identify where you're supposed to put those foam tiles in a room? It is very much trial and error, actually. It's weird. Um, basically, you start by, well, I'm talking at the wall, right? So... If I'm talking at the wall, it's likely that sound waves are going to bounce back off the wall and into my microphone. So that's the first place you should be going is the wall that's directly in front of you. So right now I'm looking at a wall full of foam tiles. Another thing, if there are, um, this matters if you have a beautiful and inspiring baritone like I do, Um, there are what are called bass traps that you put in the corners of a room. And there's all eight corners, like they're the vertices of a cube you have to think about. And they're fucking expensive and horrible. And, um, but they suck up all the bass frequencies. The goal is to make it kind of as flat as possible. So it just sounds like a normal room. Well, it sounds like a voice that's next to you and you don't hear the rest of the room. You don't hear reverb. You want to deaden as much reverb as humanly possible. So what I would recommend is cover the wall in front of you with foam tiles. If that doesn't sufficiently deaden the reverb, cover the walls next to you with foam tiles and the wall behind you. If that doesn't deaden the reverb, congratulations, you're going to Sistine Chapel this and go to the ceiling. Um, if you're dealing with a lot of bass issues, like a lot of, and, and you have to listen very carefully on nice studio monitors, um, then you install bass traps in your room, which are basically like foam tiles that go in the corners and cost five times as much. And you can shuffle things around at will. Um, you want to make sure that those tiles are uh, pointing in different directions. So like, like it's a checkerboard, one is horizontal, one vertical, so that it's like Vanta Black. It takes in the sound and the sound bounces around inside of these little fins and it doesn't get a chance to escape. I think that's the answer. I'm sure some audio engineer wants to murder me for how ham-fisted of an answer that was, but I don't care. But for somebody out there who's listening to this and saying, hey, I want to record audio, I want to start a podcast, I want to create a training product, I want to do webinars, anything that uses audio as part of it, I think we've outlined the necessary gear you need to get started. And honestly, uh, I... My upgrading to uh, the gear that we listen to the show notes here was something that just happened in the last two months, three months. And uh, yeah, there definitely are places you could start earlier than what we've outlined here, but this is a great package to level up with and just maintain and know that you're able to produce good sounding audio consistently. One last thing I'm going to say about video. What is behind you matters 
People will comment on it. People will judge you on it. Um, if you have a wall of acoustic tiles behind you, that actually kind of looks badass. If you have like a giant feral disaster behind you, that doesn't look so badass. I had a client call or a prospective client call. I never hired them, but um, it was with somebody who was very obviously in his grandmother's living room. He did not decorate this room. It was not a good look. Make sure that you look good. Make sure that you're in a room that uh, can't be judged harshly. That's it. Um, and then go forth and podcast and don't overthink it and don't spend $6,000 even if you're busy and important because that's just sad. <laughs>